Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hey, it's Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. Very excited because today, Jamie Gilpin, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Sprout Social, which is a leading provider of social media analytics, engagement, and advocacy solutions for business. And you're all, all wondering, well, how does that apply to me? Well, it absolutely does because social media is a big part of the customer experience and marketing is a huge part of customer experience. As a matter of fact, it's been said that customer service and customer experience is the new marketing. Now, they've been saying that for a few years now, so it's probably a fairly new marketing. <laughs> so, Jamie, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thanks, Shep. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited that you're here. So, give us a quick little background on, you know, in layman's terms, Sprout Social, what do they do? Sure. So we, you said it perfectly, actually. So I'll steal some of uh, your talking points, but we're a social media management platform. Um, and what that means in layman's terms is we uh, really empower businesses to um, leverage the insights, the data, but also the tools of social media to ultimately bring um, stronger, better relationships with their customers and obviously bring more customers and prospects into the funnel as well. Well, that's great. So let's just start off the bat. And I know that uh, marketing, we're going to talk about marketing. So let's talk about how marketing is tying into the customer experience and how if you're involved in marketing, you need to start be th to be thinking about uh, really a different approach to marketing, the end-to-end -end customer experience and how this uh, evolution of, of customer experience is impacting marketing and, and really the entire organization. That's right. And so, um, and, and you're right, you said at the beginning, this, this isn't something new necessarily, but I think the concept may not be new, but the way that we as marketers and really as businesses are implementing it, I think we're, we're still trying to figure out. And what I mean by that is, uh, if I think about myself even, uh, a, uh, well, let's say a decade, maybe a couple decades ago when I first started out in marketing, um, my job was really to figure out the brand, figure out the positioning, and and put as many campaigns out into the market as possible. Um, if you if I think about my my main partner within the organization, right, it was sales. I really didn't work with um, any other departments. And fast forward to today, um, my scope is so much broader than just the brand. Sure, advertising and positioning and the creative piece is extremely important, but I'm also responsible for acquiring our customers. I've got revenue goals, right? Um, but beyond that, and this is something um, probably in the, the newer area, is we realize that our brand isn't determined just by that first interaction with our customers. It's actually determined by the entire life cycle that they have with us. And so if I think about even growth of our customers, it's, it's one thing to get them, um, but it's a, lot, uh, it's a lot more advantageous for a company to keep a customer, right, than, than obviously lose them, but more importantly than continue that sort of acquisition engine. And so as I think about that, now my, my entire role and responsibility has shifted from the awareness to the full customer life cycle. And my partner is, is yes, for sure, still sales, um, but also support and success and product and finance and operations. Um, I'm meeting with leaders across the organization on a regular basis. 
All right, so you said something really important there, and I want to reiterate uh, one of my, uh, I call him a customer service hero, or you can now call him customer experience hero, but actually he's more marketing because he was a senior professor of marketing at Harvard, and that is Dr. Ted Levitt, uh, and he had a great line that said, the function of every business is to, and if you left it blank, what do you think most people would say? I would hope most people would say to serve their customers. Right. But mo you know, you would hope, but what do you think right. most people say? If we make go on the street, yeah, to make <laughs> money. Exactly. Now I've talked about this before in the show to make money. That is not the function of a business. That's the goal of the business. The function is to your point is to acquire and maintain customers, the acquisition and the maintenance. In other words, get the customer and create loyalty. And I think that's what you're talking about. And um, I just wrote an article. It, is, it hasn't come out yet, but we've, I, I was approached again with the same question. What's the difference between customer service and experience? And really, when you look at experience, it encompasses all of the interactions that you just talked about, which, you know, in the sales process leading up to it, any of the interactions, and typically it's people to people. And then service is what happens after the sale when they need support, when they need help. And maybe now they have the famous customer success department that helps the customer really become successful with the product, but really the end-to-end -end journey. And I believe that's actually the words that you just used was end-to-end. -end. And that's everything. And, and I used Apple as an example. Uh, I don't know, do you have an iPhone, an iPad, or anything like that? Yeah, I've got, I've got all those things. I, okay. I mainly use my iPhone, though. I don't yeah. use the iPad too much. Do you remember, I mean, I don't know, when's the last time you opened uh, the iPhone out of the box? I mean, that alone is a cool experience, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I actually just did it recently. I got the the, the newest um, iPhone, and and in fact, someone came to my house. I, that was the. They came to your house. Right? And yeah, I ordered it online. Um, and I was just actually just talking to someone about this. I ordered it online, and then they they delivered it, hand delivered it to me. Came wow. in, um, wanted me to open it to obviously experience that, which I thought was an interesting way to um, uh, to approach it. And then, but helped me put the you know protector screen on, um, set up my you know facial recognition. So yeah, no, it was definitely uh, an experience I took note of. So, I mean, I want you to think about, now I know College Hunks Moving Junk, okay, are these, that's a company that's actually out there, uh, the College <laughs> Hunks. So now it's College Hunks bringing you your iPhone.com. Right. No. <laughs> but seriously, this is an interesting concept. How did you feel about a stranger bringing you an iPhone into your home? I think this is like the this is also the new age, right? I, I've seen you also uh, talk about um, sort of real time expectations and um, and just the change that we as consumers have and and having things at our fingertips, right? Amazon is a good example of that. I can order something in the morning and get it in the afternoon. Um, Grubhub is another really exa good example. Um, just last night, um, came home late from work. Um, husband's uh, you know out of town with travel. I got to get food on the table. Um, and so if I'm comfortable with with folks delivering me food, um, my packages, uh, I've got Peapod as well around my groceries, then um, it really doesn't feel that foreign to have someone deliver an iPhone. And you've got my beautiful iPhone, so come on in. Wow, wow. Sit down That's at my dining table. Huge level so of for trust me, it's on both parts, of my I might add. Life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, who knows? The person walking in could be walking into, you know, meeting with the serial psychopath murderer 
<laughs> but could be the other way around. Luckily, that wasn't the case, right? <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't the case. He was, he was very nice, no, but, set me all up. So, so right. yeah. You're expecting it. You ordered it. The person shows up and you know it's the person that, you know, man or woman who is supposed to do it. Just like, you know, you're expecting your UPS package, your FedEx package, your mail. Uh, it's the same thing. The person delivering from Grubhub, the pizza delivery person, whoever that is, he or she, you expect it. Therefore, you open the door for that person. And uh, I think that's a very cool experience. Uh, so, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're cranking here. Uh, another, I mean, fill me in more on how you feel the CMO's role, the chief marketing officer's role is today different than it might have been just a few years ago when they were just focused on traditional marketing. Yeah, so um, we talked about the customer experience being, and more importantly, the brand really being defined across the entire customer experience. It's not just the advertising, again, that we're putting out there. It's the experience and, more importantly, the um, the feeling that really a customer has as they work um, with our front lines from a support perspective, with our salespeople, um, and all the way through the product experience and just what we talked about, the service delivery. And so um, as you think about that as a marketer, gosh, you know, we are no longer in control. Um, there's a lot of places that we're no longer in control in, um, in a lot of ways. And so it's not just the experience and the brand being determined by that, um, by your entire organization beyond the marketing department, but it's also by our customers. Um, if you take social media as a, as a really good example of this, um, today, customers, consumers in particular, but customers are in control. Um, they're in control of our perception um, because guess what? They've got a huge megaphone to go through and use um, when they have a bad experience. And so when you think about marketing's role in this, typically, um, and maybe we'll see this change, I don't know, but typically the social media department was, is within marketing. And so this for us, um, and I know for our customers, is a treasure trove of insight and information. Um, and so as you think about you know, the, the full, like we said, end-to-end customer experience, it's at the front end. Um, how, are, how are they talking about our competition? What insights can we bring um, to really strengthen our message? It's in the middle. Okay, now they're, they are uh, thinking about us. What are they, how are they talking about this, our product, our service? And then it's all the way towards, um, I don't like to call it end-to-end. -end. I think it's end-to-advocacy because um, I hope oh, there's not an end uh, with our end customers. advocacy but, I want you to right. elaborate on that in a second. Yeah, I, I will right now. So, um, and so if I think about, you know, the sort of the, the midpoint of their life, life cycle with us, um, again, social can give us um, really clear insight into how they're doing with us, but our competition, um, how their challenges are being solved, all of those different aspects. Um, and then as you go towards the, what I call advocacy, but, you know, in, in the um, also term of loyalty, right? Now they're, they're not just uh, customers of ours, they become advocates. And, and that advocacy piece, we talk about this a lot, um, to have a customer and to have them satisfied is one thing. That's a great product, extremely important. A great service, extremely important. Responsive, all those different things. But to become an advocate and actually tell your friends and family um, about the, the service, the product, the brand, um, that takes a, another level of, uh, of relationship. That's uh, a we connection. call it connection. Yep. Right. We mm -hmm. call it connection. Exactly. And and what we've found, we do a ton of um, research on this, and um, I'm sure your uh, your audience would, would find it interesting. In fact, 64 percent of people actually want to connect with brands. And when they feel that connection, 76 percent of consumers will actually purchase that brand over their competitor. 
and another 64% will actually um, say that they become more loyal to that brand. And, and so cool, connection, like that seems like this really theoretical, uh, you know, uh, hard to, to really pinpoint how you would actually execute. And when we think about connection, where we see it every day, um, you know, also through our data, but also through our cu customers' um, experience with us, is through social. If yeah. you think about it, connection is absolutely with a salesperson um, and a customer. Connection is with support, right? It's with, uh, in retail, it's with the person behind the counter. There's a connection point that can happen there. But we as marketers, our job um, in our department is to build those relationships and connection at scale. And the number one way to do that, the way that we use it, the way I've always used it in my, um, and really the past 10 years of my career is through social media. And so um, it is an extremely important uh, tool in our, in our quiver, if you will, in marketing, but argu arguably it's a very important tool across the organization. Right. Amen to that. So you're hearing it. Customers want the connection. They don't just want to do business with somebody. They want to do business with somebody that they know, like, trust, and feel connected to. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with Jamie Gilpin of Sprout Social. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio. We are talking uh, with our favorite person from Sprout Social, Jamie Gilpin, and we are talking about how customers want a connection. And okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like, it's like going to Cheers. People go there because everybody what? Knows your name. And so here's the question. How do, you, how do you make that connection? How do they feel like they're walking in or doing business with even online with somebody that they know, like, and love? and trust no like and love how about just no love and trust and it, actually i think it's all three shop no love and and trust um yeah, from this like is, to this love is get them to go from like to love how's from that like to love yeah i like that um i love that in fact uh so you know this is something again you know we talked at the beginning of this around just like the how much marketing has shifted over the years from the you know brand and awareness and advertising um, department to really the um, the influencer and more importantly hopefully being a clear mirror for the organization around the entire customer experience. Um, another big shift that we're going through, and that's probably been over the like I said the last decade, probably in the last um, maybe the last year, two years tops, we're experiencing a new paradigm shift. And so this idea that we're talking about, about connection, um, if you had asked me, you know, five years ago, um, you know, what, what will be the biggest expectation for a customer, um, you know, in the next couple years, I would have never said to you, oh, well, they're, they're going to want us to be more human. They're going to want to connect with us. They're going to want to have a relationship with us like they do their friends and family. Um, that would seem very odd to me. And, um, and, and even today, as I think about it, it's still, um, gosh, you know, how, how do we manage this? You know, how do we navigate this as marketers? Um, and as we start to talk to more and more consumers, um, a lot of the data that we do, but also the, a lot of the listening 
that we do through our social tools, we find more and more that um, consumers actually expect brands to be more transparent, more human, more authentic, um, especially on social media and in their um, in those efforts than our political leaders um, themselves and even their friends and family. And so you mentioned, you know, how do we go from from like to love? And so if you think about it, it's a lot easier to think about it um, as you would a relationship. So, um, you know, consumers tell us that they feel connected to a brand um, when they can trust the brand. So 56% of um, them say that. They say they feel connected when the brand aligns with their own values. Um, and then the third, uh, you know, sort of most popular answer to that, we feel connected when a brand understands us, um, understands our desires and really understands, um, you know, us at that sort of needs and desires level. And if you think about that, I mean, that sounds like um, what I expect from my husband. <laughs> wow. Like wow. So, I, right. And it's like the perfect it, it marriage, sounds, you know. Exactly. So cool. So You've got to be married to your customers. How, how does one go about building that kind of a relationship? And by the way, you know, people say, you know, it, it's so much is done digitally and we're hearing that customers really, they want to just be able to get in, get out. And yet, yet brands are able to build relationships. Take a look at what Amazon does. Do we love Amazon? It, totally. And I think there's, um, so Amazon is, is a good example of just a great product, right? A great experience, a great service delivery. Um, and, and so we trust, right? That's that, that trust piece that I just talked about. Right. Um, and so when we, we trust the experience and we trust that, um, you know, what you promised you're going to deliver on, that's, that's table stakes and that's number one. Um, but then when you get into these other areas of, you know, I, I connect with a brand when they align on my values. I connect um, with a brand when they really understand me and my desires and my wants. I think that's where it gets um, a little bit more complicated. So at the, at the very bare minimum, I mean, if, even if you look at sort of Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, right? Like the, the whole idea or even relationship needs, the whole idea of trust is always the foundation. Um, but when you think about aligning on values, and um, we talk to, to brands quite a bit about this, it's, this is where you come into, um, you know, when brands uh, have, make a stand, right? When we, we, we have uh, bigger goals beyond making money, as we talked about at the beginning. Um, but what are these, um, you know, broader beliefs and values that you have as a company? Um, and do those align with your customer base? Nine out of ten times, there probably are. That's why they're customers with you. Right. Um, but if you take, you know, we mentioned Amazon, but, but go the, the another way, take Patagonia, right? I love Patagonia. Mm -hmm. I love it too. And, and, and we love it because it's great. Um, again, trust, it's a great um, product. It's great quality. But um, for me, it's also about, you know, the environmental piece and um, their commitment to, um, you know, preservation. And, and that's been from day one. Um, you take a, a lot of other companies, you know, understanding them and their wants is the third one. Um, you know, I, I get fascinated by um, Southwest Airlines. Yes. Um, that's the one that I've been that I've been following uh, re recently on social um, because it's not just uh, the way that they respond um, to their customers. You can just really feel um, that they understand them, that that they're sort of their friends in some way. You know, we talk about the relationships. And so um, a lot of the times when we we talk about uh, cool, this, this idea of connection. Yeah, we get it. It's really, you know, it's basically an amped up customer relationship. 
Um, again, you know, I know I, I keep saying it, but but social is the way. Um, that is the platform that we as marketers, but we as businesses can use um, to form those relationships, to to have that you know more real human uh, interaction um, that that you can't get through your other marketing efforts. Right. Um, you can and get them again one to one, but how do you do that at scale? And that's on social. And and social is uh, by the way, uh, I'm hearing everything you're talking about. I want to caution anybody that's listening. You heard her say it. You heard Jamie say, you've got to go human. It's got to feel human. You've got to create a connection. You don't do that with, uh, by the way, I'm all for chatbots in the right spot, but you don't do it with some automated response that I'm going to get every single time I call or, or, or I, some, you know, just automated totally humanless response, which I think is really important. You're looking for the human to human connection, often through a digital channel. And that's capable. I mean, again, you know, I've overused Amazon o- over the last few years, but I, I still think they're the best example. I go on, uh, they know what I've bought in the past, they know what to suggest to me, they let me know when my product's on its way, they ask yeah. me how I like the product. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, you mentioned it's like, you know, the relationship over your husband. No, it's the relationship that I have with one of my favorite salespeople, which is that, right. you know, digital uh, person or digital, it's not a person, that, that, you know, computer that's giving me an almost human-like experience. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a few more ideas, and then we're going to wrap it all up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We're coming right back to you. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Jamie, Gil- Jamie Gilpin at Sprout Social. That's kind of a tongue twister. All right. You were getting into the idea of what I call the cause. And, you know, Richard Branson has Virgin Unite. And as a result of that, he's got multiple brands. A lot of people know him for Virgin Records, uh, Virgin Airlines. And, uh, and if you're in the UK, you may have Virgin Cell Phone. And his whole idea of, of creating a, a brand that uh, he said that too many of these big companies were giving the customer the Mickey, which is basically taking advantage of them or making them uh, the joke of their business, which I, that's where, how it's loosely translated. But one of the reasons he's had a great following in addition to great service, great product, great value is he's got these great causes and companies that focus on a cause, a makeup company that says no animal testing, you know, uh, a company that does, we only use recycled materials and maybe a company that has a charity that they contribute to, maybe somebody that's involved in the local community. Those are the kinds of things you're talking about. Yes. That's right. Um, a cause, right? We call it, um, we talk about it a lot. It's purpose driven, um, you know, uh, really having a purpose as, a, as an organization. And, um, and all the ones that you mentioned are, you know, they, they seem aligned, right? And that's the, this whole idea of 
does your purpose align with the values of your of your audience? Um, what I will also caution, because this is sort of a, a new trend, right? Um, companies like Patagonia that we talked about, this has been, um, you know, a uh, sort of the, the lifeline of their company. You know, the, that's, that's, they've always been about this purpose. Um, but I will caution because a lot of companies today are, are trying to figure out, oh, well, we've got to be purpose driven. What's our purpose? Let's all get into a, you know, a boardroom and, and brainstorm what our purpose could be. Um, I will caution that, and you said this before, it's about being authentic, right? Those interactions. Um, and so, and it's just as important to be authentic here. And so, um, one of the ways that we think about that is, um, again, you can use uh, listening on social to understand this, but, but what are the values of your audience? What do they care most about? And then what do you care most about as an organization? And is there some alignment there? Um, is there, is there some uh, magic that you can find and, and have a true authentic purpose that doesn't feel forced um, just because everyone else is doing it? Yeah. By the way, there's a huge byproduct to this. It's not just the customer that feels connected. It's also the employees that feel Absolutely. connected. And, and that means they're more engaged. They're willing to work harder. They're willing to try to engage more with the people they like, which are other people who believe in the same causes as in customers who believe in those same causes. So that's a great way to be, be authentic. I love your, your line uh, there that just don't go to a boardroom and say, okay, hey, why don't we go build a home for Habitat for Humanity? Yeah, that's our cause. Exactly. Well, it becomes your cause if you do it over a period of time and that's a big focus and that's what you want to do and that's what you want to get known for. I have a friend of mine here in town. Uh, he has a company called Keeley Companies, Rusty Keeley. Keeley is the CEO. And um, when we first started working together, I took a tour. They're a construction company. They're pretty big. And um, for a regional construction company. And he says, this is our, our uh, culture wall. This is our community wall. And the community wall is all about what they did to give back. And that is a huge part of his company is, is getting, he had a whole wall devoted to all the cool stuff they've done in the community. And people wow. are so on board with that. And I think sometimes uh, it, you know, I'll say that there's an altruistic side of it, but there's also a marketing side of it. No doubt when you get involved with the community, uh, it's also part of your marketing strategy, even though you feel good about it and you're giving back. It's what your company's about, and that's why people want to do business with you. I mean, how do you, how do you separate the two, or do you really need to separate the two? I don't know that you um, you don't separate the two if it again if it's authentic. Um, you know, we even if I take um, you know here um, us here at Sprout, um, we do a ton in the community. We don't we don't use that as any sort of PR communications type of effort externally. We don't talk about the the amount you know thousands of hours that are that our um, uh, employees dedicate to our community. We don't uh, put out there like a lot of our diversity and equity and inclusion um, uh, sort of initiatives around it. Um, it's because it's something that for us, you mentioned this before, like it's really about um, that connection to our employees and it's just the right thing to do. Um, however, we also know that our audience um, is also equally um, invested in some of the areas that, that we are also invested in from a purpose perspective. And so are there authentic moments, um, and we do that through social, um, to connect on those areas versus like, you know, a, a mass marketing or PR effort to, um, to elevate it? Yep. All right. We are coming down to the end of the show and you know what's coming next. The one thing question, the one thing you want our audience to remember, it could be something you want to emphasize that you've already talked about or something brand new. What's that nugget? 
I think um, it's a little bit of both. So, um, and this is what I, uh, it's the same, the one thing for, for the marketing team and, and us here at Sprout, um, know your customer. So to, to deliver on a, a great customer experience, right, is to understand your, your customer and, um, and have those tailored moments of connection throughout your experience with them. Um, and you'll probably know that I'm going to bring this up. But uh, again, I think the, the, the largest, most unfiltered source of business intelligence to inform that knowledge of the customer is on social media. Um, it's not what our customers are telling us in our, uh, you know, quick NPS study uh, or a survey. It's not what they're telling us in our CSAT um, um, quick check-in. It's, it's truly unfiltered information about not only what your consumers believe about you, but also about your competition. And in fact, in some cases, we also find that that unfiltered real-time customer feedback can also identify issues within your product, within your service, um, before they become larger problems. So access the biggest, most, uh, you know, and uh, powerful, uh, intelligent um, business resource out there, and that's really in, in social data. That's your big opportunity. There are people out there talking about you. They're talking to you. They're, they're sharing ideas without even knowing that they're sharing ideas and suggestions. So, uh, Jamie, thanks so much for being on the show. I uh, really appreciate you. We've been talking with Jamie Gilpin at uh, Sprout Social. She is the Chief Marketing Officer and apparently a very, very smart woman. Thanks. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, Chef, so much. All right, everybody, another episode wrapped up, another great interview. We'll have another one next week for you, so make sure you tune in. This is Chef Hyken. Until then, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.